What's going on, Society members? Welcome to the Underground Society Podcast, a show that helps you achieve your goals in the EDM industry. I'm your host, Justin McGarry, and I invite you to join me as I cover the challenges the professional industry had overcome in order to start building their careers and finding success. On the show today, we have an artist formerly known as the dubstep producer, Dev, who recently just went through a rebrand and is now going by the alias Aerie. Not only did he rebrand, but he completely quit making dubstep and has transitioned into producing wave music under this new alias. So of course, when I saw that he was working through this transition, I had to bring him on to get the full story of why he decided that it was time for a change. And gosh, I'm so glad that I did because he says that since the transition, he's never felt more alive or inspired to make music and that the wave music niche finally feels like this is where he belongs. So I hope you're ready for this incredibly inspiring story. Let's get started. This episode is sponsored by AirVDM. AirVDM is your premier electronic dance music brand, a printed digital magazine, lifestyle-inspired subscription box, and full production event company. AirVDM has been forging the future of EDM for over five years now and produces only the finest content, events, and apparel for EDM fans worldwide. Curated for ravers by ravers. Visit AirVDM.com, that is E-R-A-O-F-E-D-M.com, to join the movement and see how you can get involved. Now enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Underground Society podcast. So obviously I brought you on the show to talk about your rebrand um, to the Aerie Project. Um, for those of you who don't know, Aerie used to go by Dev, um, and he recently uh, changed it to Aerie just well, a little over a month ago now. It's, it's very new. So I um, wanted to bring him on the show to talk about kind of how he went through his rebrand and um, kind of what your plan is from here. First, why don't we just get a little background on you? What, what, where did you come from? What, uh, what kind of got you into music? Uh, so I am from Orlando, Florida, and I have been listening to electronic music. I got put onto it, uh, in high school from one of my like good friends, uh, her brother like showed me like OG Skrillex, um, like, uh, rock and roll ticket to the mountains was the first song I ever heard. And I was like, it Very just sick. hooked me. I was like, this yeah. is ridiculous. Like, what is this? And that like planted the seed and it all kind of grew from there. But anyway, I was just like listening to electronic music for a while. And then, um, one of my ex-girlfriends, uh, she took me to my first like uh, festival and it was EDC Orlando in 2014. And I went and I was just like blown away. I was just like, I went to my first festival and like I had just been listening to it and I was like, okay, like that's like, this is cool. Like, I love this. Like I like to listen to this in my free time. And then like I saw people performing like these DJs and at the time I didn't really know anybody that was on the lineup. I was still like a baby raver. and that just like really like got me going. I was like, I just kept going to more shows like local shows in Orlando and just kind of just was getting more familiar with the electronic sound. And it just kept like, I just kept feeling this burning passion inside of me. Like this music thing, I'm really gravitating towards this. Like there's mm-hmm. more to this than me just going and attending shows. Um, and then I was like, I went down the hole of like, what are they doing up there? And they're DJing. And then I would go down the hole further. And I'm like, okay, the music that they're playing most of the time, they made did, that did music. They make this? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, did they make that? And I'm like, oh shit. So then it just like spiraled like crazy. And so I just like went down that hole and like, I just kind of, I bought my first like DJ controller. Cause I used to be a, a like a bagger and cashier at Publix um, before I started doing like the whole pre-pharmacy route, what I was going to school mm-hmm. for, like at UCF. And I don't know, man. I just like bought my first DJ controller and I was like DJing for a while and around Orlando, just like little places here and there. Um, and it's just kind of people were like, dude, you're getting pretty good at this, man. Like you should try to like make some music and like take this to like the whole next level, like outside of just being, you know, a DJ. Yeah. And so that's why I was like, OK, cool. And then like I started to like get my feet with with production. And that's when I was doing the whole dev project. And that was like mainly more generated around um, like dubstep um and like heavy bass music and which is like the hot um, thing so that can probably why you went that direction yeah yeah Yeah. and and i did that for a while and i was uh my project lasted uh about six years uh, in total like as dev and i had a great run and i i i never i do not regret anything that i ever did as dev like i loved and made so many amazing memories that i'm gonna hold in my heart literally till my last breath and it was just time for me to kind of do something that i felt was right and internally for me like the dubstep thing like i just kind of almost in a sense like lost my passion for it and it just wasn't it wasn't hitting that spot for me and i'm like you know i kind of didn't there's certain things in life that like i feel like aren't meant to be your forever thing and that's okay to move on from a hundred percent and that's what it was and like i feel like i took it you know pretty damn far like i mean i got to tour like all across the u.s went to canada got to play like festivals like edc orlando multiple times i played uh like edc las vegas like i went pretty damn like i did the thing like i was really i didn't feel like i didn't accomplish my goals that i had set out for myself when i first started this project that's awesome Um, so i was just kind of like okay i did a lot of really awesome things that i feel good about um but it was just time for me to fulfill that music pat like music hole in my heart that just wasn't being hit anymore 
And when that's did when you, I made the transition over did, to Aerie. When did you think, start thinking about this of like, okay, maybe I have lost my passion. When did that kind of, when um, did you make that realization? I would say, yeah, I, I started realizing that my passion was, you know, kind of running thin and kind of that just running dry, like uh, right, right when COVID hit, like, cause I was on a tour, um, my Skull Crush tour as dev. And then like, I got like four or five shows into that. And then it just got pulled out from underneath my feet. Cause all my shows, like 20 more dates got like canceled. And then we were doing the whole like uh, online, you know, like rave streaming, thing, and like, shit, yeah. the, the streaming <laughs> stuff. And like, I don't know, like it was just like in that time, I was just like in my room a lot. And like, I went through like my own, like really bad depression and I was just like in a really deep hole that I just had to pull myself out of and dubstep was not doing that for me like I just was really gravitating towards music that was not that and so mm -hmm. I was just like I found a bunch of artists that are you know in the wave scene and we'll talk right, all right. about them in a, in a minute but like I was just really gravitating towards wave music and I was like this shit is hitting way different than anything I've ever listened to or felt or you know just Which pumped into my you ears with that calling because it's like most people at least most people i talk to might not even know what, what wave music is so you know exactly yeah. and what's crazy is, is what's crazy about it is like i even like right when like covid and everything kind of like chilled out and like shows started to come back like i still went on for like probably like nine more months of like playing yeah. shows as dev and like doing dubstep things but like in the back of my mind i'm like you know this is all cool and like i'm still forever grateful for the opportunities that i had in that moment in time that i was questioning all of this but it just i wasn't feeling fulfilled and it was just kind of like i need to be doing this you know for me and i need to be doing this and being true to myself because like i don't know a part of me just not that i felt like i was like a fraud but it was just like i wasn't like happy with my own way of yeah. passage in, in music like I felt like I was kind of doing something that I wasn't happy with and that's not Which why I'm fair. doing this like music yeah, makes me yeah. feel everything like music is the best thing in the world to me like if there wasn't music like I really don't know what I would be doing right now and I so it's like a lot of us and a lot of people yeah, that are listening 100%. to that podcast right now feel that same way <laughs> yeah 100 yeah. percent, man and so like when it comes to like the new music that I found like my roommate was playing um like wave music because <laughs> we like shared an apartment in Tampa and he was like playing wave music like from the bathroom when he was like showering like on his fucking like bluetooth <laughs> like bluetooth oh wait speaker. i like this <laughs> yeah and i was like dude what the what is that like this is so good like it's it's really thick and really heavy but it's emotional and like i'm a super emotional person like my scorpio energy yeah. just rages i love like feeling and i and i know i've never hid that and like people that knew me as dev like i was always super transparent about my feelings yeah. and what i thought about things like never really crossed the line and like talk stupid but like I was always expressive like that's just who I am as a person and so I don't know man like I went, as soon as I first started to hear wave music from my old roommate Andrew like damn it really like it shook something in me when I first found that how long ago did you first hear it and get into it how long ago was that so I was listening to wave music probably in like 2018 2019 is when I first got okay. put onto it uh and the first song that I ever heard was it's called still and it's by an artist named Barnacle Boy and oh, I, I know Barnacle Boy. I follow him on, yeah, I follow him on yeah, Instagram. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out Barnacle Boy, Ian. I love <laughs> you, dude. But yeah, no, I heard that song for the first time, and I, I froze. Like I, I had no idea what that was that rushed through me, but it felt really good, and I was like, wow. Like I haven't felt this feeling in a in a, lot, a long, long time. So you were listening to it for what a while then before you started. Yeah, dude, I was listening to it, it yeah. for probably like three years, three yeah. like three like about three years before I even like started to produce it. Like because I was like at the time like focusing on like dubstep, and at dubstep, that time right. like I didn't have the courage in me to be like, yo, I need to show Let's these dubstep both. kids yeah. like wave. Like I didn't. I didn't think that that was going to work until like I kind of yeah. hit that like after COVID period where I was like, dude, like I'm just going to go do this because this is what's making me happy. And I'm really gravitating towards this. I'm not listening to dubstep in my free time. I'm having a lot of yeah. trouble <laughs> write, writing dubstep, like my own music. Like I'm having trouble writing music that I'm passionate about. I don't feel that spark in me anymore. Yeah. And so I started making wave and I was just like, I mean, like my debut EP felt, that's yeah. coming is so good. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. so proud of all this music and I cannot wait to share it with the world. That's like, awesome. it's something that I'm excited about because I'm, I'm excited to show people um, bass music and what I would kind of say, like a new light. Like, it doesn't mm -hmm. have to always be like, you know, rhythm and like 
right? <laughs> bro, bro step smashers. Like all that is super cool. And I'm yep. not knocking that at all. And if that's what you fuck with, that's what you fuck with. Good shit. I love it. Good for you. But I just want to show people that bass music doesn't always have to be that. And so this new music that I can, uh, I'm going to be putting out soon is it's the most me I, that I've ever put into my DAW. And that's so awesome. it's just, I feel like just, everyone should have that opportunity in life where there's like, yeah. you know, whether it be may, you're a musician or whatever you should, you, everyone deserves to have that thing in their life that like fires them up, especially yeah, hundred percent. Like, <laughs> and like, that's what it is. Like this sense of transition, like away from dev and into airy, like, again, I'm, I'm not knocking anything I ever did as dev, but this stuff that I'm about yeah. to do as airy, like, dude, this is going to take shit to a whole new level. And awesome. I am very, very, very excited to show the world what I've been doing for the past year, like building this with my team. Like this is, that's awesome. This is going to be really special. And I'm just really How excited to show people. How long ago was your last dev show? When was the last time you performed as dev? Um, so my last dev show was like literally one, I would consider it like one year ago this month. Oh, like, wow. I, perform, okay. I performed at EDC Las Vegas. Uh, I'm sorry, EDC Orlando last year, Corona Electric Beach, my mm -hmm. biggest Corona Beach that I've ever played at EDC Orlando. I've played um, nice. four times. And that last year was absolutely ridiculous. Like it was fucking crazy. Just like from the, uh, from the fan, like spectate, like how many people showed up or. Yeah. The, like, dude, like okay, I yeah, literally, like, I remember good, yeah. I was down, like I was like, I was like below the decks, like running my intro and I like stood up and I like saw everybody like, dude, it's like the fucking stage was like, so, so many people were there. It was like out to the sides, like outside of like the barricades of like, what is Corona beach? It was like flooding to the outside and oh my like gosh. Past, past the barricades in the back. Like there was people way to too many you. people that could <laughs> fit in there. And I was like, dude, what the, I was like, looking at my mom, my mom was literally there. Cause I bring my mom to like all my big performances. That's I'm like dope. looking at my mom and I'm like, mom, what the fuck? Like, holy <laughs> shit, this is, this is crazy. But no, it was awesome. And like, I left everything in the booth. And at that time, like I had already been thinking to myself, like, this is probably going to be ready. like my last really big, performance as dev and yeah. i left that shit all on the table right there i loved that set i left everything that i had as dev in that dj booth and i again like i have no regrets and yeah i just can't wait to That's go back awesome. there you know later on down the line once all my when, music starts when coming your projects, out yeah. Getting, yeah when the project starts like really rolling and like we can get back and i can show people wave and like show people like where i'm at now and like since yeah. then like I don't know, man, like I've just been so much more happy. Like I pulled myself out of that dark space that I was in and like everything feels good again. Like it all feels true and it feels like that fire is just like fucking raging inside of me again. That's awesome. Awesome to hear. Um, you mentioned a Europe trip that changed a lot of your perspective as well. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, that. Um, what, what was the Europe trip? I'm very intrigued. <laughs> oh, dude. This one, I'm going to get pretty deep with you, like all okay. of this right now, because this yeah, yeah. Europe trip, just to start like with this point, and then I'm going to like go off on a bunch of different tangents here. This that, for yeah, Europe trip, <laughs> literally the things that I saw and the, the feelings and everything that rushed through my soul, I have never felt and experienced in my life. Even wow. with doing the festivals and all the things I've done in America, seeing what I saw and the passion for music in the European market. Yeah, where were you? What did you go to? I went. Uh, I we started the trip in London, and then okay. from London I went to Poland. And in Poland, I was in two different uh, cities in Poland. I was. We started in um, the city called Krakow, and then from mm -hmm. Krakow we went to Warsaw. And I was. Okay. Uh, I linked up out there with Barnacle Boy, my good friend Ian, and oh, my sick. other friend Marcus. He goes by Brothel. Um, two fucking absolute legends in the wave scene. Like they've been doing this shit for a while and they inspire me. Like I know they're my friends and everything, you know, like our friendship that we've built up, I'm really grateful for, but they have also musically inspired the living shit out of me. Like these dudes music does something to me that I don't even have words for. That's um, awesome. But when I, when I linked up with them out there, like I, we had, I had booked Barnacle Boy in Tampa. Like I threw my own show, like just in the Tampa area. And then it just built that friendship. And then like, I was just kind of like in a, in a, in a little rough spot with like my day job. Cause even though I was doing dev, I still had a day job and mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I need to go feel something. And so I asked if I can go and like join them on their Europe stuff. Cause I was like, I want to go feel and experience and be around wave music, not dubstep. And I went out there and dude, 
the things that I saw and the like just the people that were like at these shows and like how they knew every single song coming out of the goddamn speakers. There was no visuals. There was minimal lighting. Everything is dark. Like it's the complete like, it's opposite like of a, what the American market is. You know what I'm saying? Like warehouse show almost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly, dude. And like to see That's these dope. people completely captivated by this music was unreal. Like and, and I get it. Yeah, you have your people in every show that, you know. They're doing their thing and they're lit and they're vibing, right? Mm-hmm. But to see these, some majority of these people just literally with like waters in their hand, just like chilling and just like surrendering to this music was such a beautiful experience. And it forever That's carved at me that I was just like, dude, I'm done with this. Like, I'm, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm done with, I'm done with this. Like, this was great. And that just like hit the fucking nail in the coffin for me yeah. where I'm like, dude, fuck this. And I literally came back from Poland, from that whole like European trip. And now my fucking, I wrote four tracks for my EP. They're all ready to fucking go. And wow. Inspiration I, right there. <laughs> yeah. The, the inspiration, I've when, never felt such was like a trip? rush of that. Uh, this was in March. Okay. of this year wow it was it was at yeah. the end of march um and then like i was gone for three weeks because we spent a week okay uh it was like a week in london and then i spent two weeks in poland and what a great forever, time yeah, forever it's, changed it's, man like that yeah, was crazy, crazy. And, it, and it was my first time leaving the country and um it was just something crazy man and like away from like the music and to talk about like the actual artists and the people that like yeah. i got to build with and meet and talk with uh like in london the the event that i went to that ian and marcus were playing mm-hmm. uh barnacle boy and brothel it was a there's a, a a wave label called liquid ritual and they're based out of london and this like label they threw a takeover at this venue in london and they all played it like all the big big weights in in uh in wave like skeller was there mm-hmm. uh sublab deb crow so many people like the, the lineup like i looked at it and i was like dude like it's literally from the first person going on to the last person going like was absolute <laughs> goat goats like these producers you, are just you just cracked. said you just said dead crow Does that yeah dead crow was there as well. yeah i yeah, love his yeah, music felix. i listen to a lot yeah, of his music felix yeah. is crazy and we'll get into him specifically yeah. in a minute because uh he he is a really dope person and he also carved at me but um at that show like in london like just seeing like you know careful and like all these people that we're just surrendering their own selves to this music and just like mm-hmm. welcoming me in because they all knew I was coming. Cause I made my own social media posts, like on, like saying like I was going to go join like Ian and Marcus out there. And they were like, you know, they just saw me as like this dubstep kid. Cause I didn't have anything as airy yet. Like airy wasn't a thing yet. And they were just kind of like, yo, like questioning, like in a way, like, you know, we see you on your social media as like dubstep, like you fuck with this music. I'm like, dude, this yeah, is like, right? yeah. you don't even, you don't even know what's burning inside of me right now. Like, yes, like this is what I feel is going to be my calling. And it was like, it, and it is. And I got to connect with all these artists and they all felt my energy and they were like, damn, like, okay, this guy's really here for the right reasons. Like he's not yeah. just like riding this like wave of like, oh, wave music is cool. Like, no, like I felt yeah. what they're feeling. And that's what's so powerful about wave. Like it's difficult to explain other than like to somebody that like doesn't know wave. I just try to say it's uh, it's like emotional trap music is kind of the best way to put that's it. That's a good way and, to put it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like under wave, you have like a lot of other subgenres of wave. Right. And so you have somebody like Felix Dead Crow, who kind of does the more hard wave sound, which Mm -hmm. is where I'm trying to kind of go with my sound. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, As as airy. It's like the really bright, like trancey sense, like really euphoric, really Mm -hmm. bright, bright, bright sounds. Uh, And so like I got to meet all these guys, like they all were just like super accepting and that was just something that was really refreshing man because like again like not knocking anything in the dubstep scene but it's just like kind of a constant like dick measuring contest like who's got the hardest music who's Mm -hmm. got the best set like it didn't really feel like people were genuinely like supporting in a way like yes you have homies in the scene that like help help push you right but then you have these people that you only know through our magic box right like on our phone yeah, that's just yeah, like yeah. they only know me through this so they don't really know what the hell is actually going on in my life and what i'm doing in my music and right. so it's just kind of like these people were just immediately so accepting and just like dude like 
yes, like if you're gonna do wave, just know we're all here to support you. If you need anything, like let us know. And that was super awesome. refreshing for me. Yeah. And so it was like I was captivated from some by of those names sound. too. Like yeah, this, this, some of those people are just accepting you in. Yeah, That's yeah, dope. and like I hadn't even put out anything yet. Like I didn't even have yeah, my fucking yeah. logo as Airy made to be like, yeah, this is what I'm like. Yeah. I had nothing. And they're and they're just like right here with like open arms, like dude, come on, like let's do it. And I'm just. That, that right there was just another one That's of those awesome. like nail in the coffin, like yeah. dubstep, I'm done with this. Like these people are here, are here to help me. And the most beautiful thing about all of it was like, it all came natural. Like they all, everything, everything felt like it just flowed, man. Like there was nothing yeah. that like, I didn't have to pretend like I was somebody I wasn't to fit into, fit into a room. Like it was just the most beautiful and natural experience I've ever had in my life when it comes to being a part of oh, a this community is within music. <laughs> yeah, like it's how it's supposed to be, man. And yeah. like, honestly, like that was just one of those things where I was like, okay, like that's confirmation. The universe is telling me like, yo, like you had a cool experience over here doing this, but mm-hmm. like, if you really want to gain that true happiness again, like look at these signs I'm showing you, like these people are fucking yeah. goats. Like I was literally hanging out with like Skeller, who's like massive in this whole yeah. fucking wave thing. Like, and we're just like kicking it, like talking shit, like literally like not even talking about music, just like talking about life and like cars and like shit that we like, you know what I'm saying? Like that just was something that I'm never going to forget. And that's what I meant by like this Europe trip, like forever carving at me and that's just like awesome. me, like, yes, going to these shows and feeling the music and like, just kind of surrendering to it yes was awesome but like on the flip side of that like meeting these people that are playing this music and performing at these shows and like feeling that their energy is very similar to mine like again it's so hard to like put even into words like other than what i've already said but like it just was confirmation that this is what i need this is where i need to be at and this is where i need to be right now and so that's why like i just as soon as i got home like i just started grinding on music dude like i just fucking spent all my time in in my computer like in ableton just like trying to get the sound down and but also trying to figure out like what is this what in this wave shit like can i do to make me stand out for who i am as airy and so i have all these things that are going to be like a part of my like brand that i feel are me like i don't see anybody else doing the things that i'm doing and like maybe it's just because i haven't come across these way whatever but like at the same time i just want to be able to use all the inspiration that i've gained you know by going to europe and finding all this new music and like listening to it and really surrendering at night to this music i just want to be able to be myself and just like bring my own artistic package to the table within the wave community and not only just bring my own package but help all these other people that gave me those open arms i want to fucking lift them up and do whatever the fuck i can to help them as well like how they have shown to me i feel like it's because it's been so like such an easy transition for you i feel like it's 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 going to be even easier to make a brand out of who you truly are yeah 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 100 percent, 100 percent. and like as part it, of like you, you, you feel like you're not judging you feel like this is where you belong so it's a lot easier yeah. to just be like i can do whatever 100%. i want really, you feel a lot more free in that environment yeah yeah and that's like how i feel right now and like as part of like my uh this whole rebrand um that is that we're going through right now like getting everything mm-hmm. off the ground i'm so excited to like start up my mix series and like have this like happen like i already have my volume one done which will be like my like kind of awesome. just my own just like self, debut self-releasing it self-mix yeah like my own like self-release mix of me right but like i already have like my volume two like like artists like already lined up he's like working on his like mix and like i'm just excited oh, you're gonna be this having series. people Sending yeah, you man, like a mix series that, that you're gonna put it. That's dope. Yeah. Super cool. And so what I'm gonna do with it is uh it's gonna be titled and shout out people that are gonna get to hear this for the first time right now. My mix series is gonna be titled Um Above the Clouds. And so my uh, whole thing uh, is being above the clouds. Like airy, like yeah. my brand icon yeah. is like the the crescent moon inside the cloud. Like that is this music makes me feel weightless and it makes me feel like I'm chilling in a fucking airplane above the clouds like free floating just like vibing i want to be able to you know help put on especially because like i'm coming into the wave scene as an american a lot mm-hmm. of these big guys in this scene like other than like you know our american market um like wave artists some of these bigger dudes like last century uh careful folo um fucking like there's just so many huge people Mm -hmm. that are in this scene that are they're not american they come from australia london juche one of my favorite hard wave artists comes from like france like it's it's i want to bring those people that may not have the american market like 
the American, not market, the American market yeah. may not know them. I want to fucking be that guy where I'm like, yo, do not sleep on this shit. Like these yeah. people are fucking cracked. Listen to this shit. Like right yeah. now, like, please, <laughs> please listen to this. And like volume two, like the artist that I have for that um, is actually a, uh, an artist that I collabed with like on my debut EP. Uh, his uh, name is Lost Main. And this guy is absolutely cracked. Like he's so good. And like his music is just like, I want to be able to push him over here and be like, yo, this is where I want. Yeah. Like people that have no idea that you even like are doing what you're doing over where you're at, like in Germany, like you need to listen to this. Like this is bass music in a whole fresh light. Like I know it's not dubstep and rhythm, but check it out. Like it's so you're gonna be really hard. Using the mix series as an opportunity to showcase some of these artists. That's awesome. Correct. And as That's well as cool. connect with people that like I haven't even met yet. You know what I'm saying? Right, like yeah. I wanna be able to like, you know, get once Trust it's me, all it'll, the ground, it'll start. Like, opening a lot of doors for you with this podcast. It's yeah. the same exact thing I experienced. It's just, it slowly 100%. just builds over time and you get to know more and more people and it's fun. It's a fun experience. Yeah. It's a fun process. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And like with my name, like Aerie, where it came from, uh, is I was just like, whenever I was thinking about the whole rebranding aspect of wanting to go into wave music, I was like, okay, like what makes me want to be able to like tell people like when they see my name like what is it going to like what is it going to be that first thought you know like what is mm -hmm. going to be the first initial impact that it's going to have on these people and something that i felt with wave was the sense of ethereal like that just like free floating like deep space just com completely fucking like loss of self just like free flowing deep space type vibe because that's what i feel when i listen to this music yeah. like i black out from everything around me <laughs> and i feel like i'm I'm floating in a fucking nebula dude like straight up that's what i feel that's and awesome so, that, you, that music can provide that for you that's 100 percent. Cool. and like that's what that's i've had a sense of that you know while discovering electronic music mm -hmm. and like finding out all the different you know, like genres of the shit that i like but it never hit as hard as when i found wave like wave just took the cake where that feeling was most intense and like the strongest. And um, so I took that word ethereal and I was like looking that up. I was like, damn, that's a really cool word. Like that's a dope word. That's what it makes me feel. Mm -hmm. Let me just see. And I was like, oh damn, like Playboy Cardi's producer is literally called ethereal. I'll get copyrighted oh, mad, damn. mad quick. I was like, <laughs> I could not do that. I was like, I could not do that, could not do that. So of course, like <laughs> nine, nine times out of 10, somebody would do i go to fucking google and i start looking up synonyms for that word and i found mm -hmm. the word airy but it's spelled a-i-r-y and i was like okay that's like the first synonym for ethereal that i found on the internet yeah and i was like okay that sounds pretty cool and i just like started writing on a piece of paper like just like coming up with different like variations of that like spelling and i came up with the way that i have it a-e-r-i-i -I, and i just i don't know man like i just to me, when I wrote it on paper, I was like, that's what I want. Like, I, it was just that, that like internal feeling of like, this looks and feels right on paper. Like I'm going to yeah. do this and I'm going to, that's when I went down the hole of getting a logo made and like coming up with all the brand aspects, like from Aerie, like going with like the clouds and like, it all just like tying itself together. Cause like it all just, that's what this music makes me feel. Right, and right. so it just kind of, once I came up with like the, like the initial spelling of my name, it all just poured. It just like fucking the wheels on the bus just started <laughs> fucking spinning mad quick, dude. And like something that I've always like struggled with, like just like over the course of just doing music, cause I've always like, like struggled with like finding titles for things and like right. putting a name to something. Cause to me, it's all about a feeling and like, <laughs> whenever I'm like oh shit like what am, I, what am I supposed to call this if I don't even know what this feeling is like in words you know so it was mm -hmm. just like really nice that it all like happened very naturally and I was like okay this is again another sign that this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now I was gonna ask too when, once you got back from because you were talking about putting the project together and stuff once you get back from Europe how was that process of like going about bringing management this idea and like the how did it have the when the wheel started turning did management help you much with yeah, the process so or, okay so um i am a part of uh the millennial momentum like roster of artists that yep. they have and they also go like by dubstep fbi yeah shout and out shout out dubstep fbi for those of you who know yeah, they're out there and i'm sure they're listening out, to this so shout yeah. out <laughs> I love yeah, them. so they were, you know, I met them in Florida uh when they came down here um and we just all hit it off. Like they, we connected like really fucking well. Um, I just kind of was telling them about like my feelings of like, you know, I'm doing dubstep and like, that's how they knew me as like 
a Florida mm-hmm. dubstep guy. So they were like, okay, yeah, like this is all cool. And then like when we really sat down and I felt like I could trust them, I was like, okay, like this is what I feel inside. And like, this is what I, I feel like I need to gravitate towards. Like, can, can I just like spit all these ideas to you guys? And you just kind of like give, like coach me and guide me on like what, what you guys can kind of even advise on me wanting to even do this. And everyone was so supportive. They were like, yo, yeah. Like, cause they picked me up as dev. And then like, I told them about like me wanting to rebrand and Joe, Chrissy and Yessi, I have never once gotten a vibe from them that they did not believe in anything that I've thought that I wanted to do with Aerie. They were super supportive. They trust me and they know that what I went and I saw out there and the music that I've shown them, especially all the shit I've made myself, they fucking love it. They're like, this is awesome. Like, yes, like (laughs) they can feel how proud I am of it. And in return, they're like, okay, we want to help push this. And yes, I'm like the complete oddball of their roster. Like (laughs) they're all like dubstep, like hard style artists, like all these, like, I think artists that are not me, like from at least when (laughs) I met them and they were like strictly dubstep. And then they slowly started getting in the hard style and then they slowly, you know, now they're going your, the direction with you. And I, I think they yeah. have an open mind. I've even, I mean, shit, Chris, Chrissy even sent me a, a transplant list like six or seven months, months ago. So I, yeah, I know yeah, they're yeah. like, they have an open <laughs> mind about all the different genres of music. So I don't think you would have a problem there. They were super supportive. They were just like wanting to help push it. And they were just kind of like, okay, like this is what you're telling us you want to do how can we help you bring this all to life? And so mm-hmm. that's when I just, dude, we would just have meetings after meetings after meetings and we would just fucking brainstorm and just get all this shit lined up. And I am super grateful for them. They have been there for me since the beginning of this shit. And like, they've helped me bring this vision of mine like to life. And having Joe on the team too. That dude's a smart guy. He yeah, is Joe, genius. Is, <laughs> Joe, Joe is a forever legend. That man is yeah. a true king. So yeah, no, Joe is, I'm very grateful that he's a part of my team. And um, I'm just grateful for all of us because like, you know, usually like when you have a lot of people involved, sometimes it can be kind of messy. Um, mm-hmm. But we all like we try to communicate the best that we can. And like, you know, each kind of person has their own little somewhat of a role where like, you know, Joe will do something for me and yep. he kind of sticks to doing that. Chrissy will help me with, you know, what she does. Yessie with what she does. Yep, and yep. so it's just like really cool that like we kind of all, we have like a little unit that we have as like the Airy project as like behind closed doors, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what were yeah. some of the specific <laughs> things that you guys paid attention to? Like as you started to roll this out, the main thing that we just like had talked about was just remaining who I am. And that was such a big part of who Dev was because like I never tried to be the overconfident fucking Mm -hmm. dubstep guy who's like, yeah, I got the hardest shit or like nobody can (laughs) touch my mix. Like that was never me. Like I never had to say that. People that showed up to my sets, they knew I threw down. They knew that when they came, it was going to be heavy as fuck. Like I never had to be like that flamboyant, boastful kind of person. Right. And so whenever we were, you know, brainstorming and getting all the pieces together for this, the main like root of all of it was to just remain who I am. Like that's the one thing I wanted to mainly keep Super from smart. Dev over into Aerie was like, yes, I know the sound is changing. The aesthetic is changing. Like, dude, I cut 16 inches off my fucking hair. Like I started wearing all <laughs> white clothing. Like I, I like, I like ditched the hat. Like I literally like all the things that were dev, I would like got rid of all of them except who I am as a person. And that's me as yeah. Devin. Devin is what needs to bridge dev to airy like this. That's what is going to bring those people that were fucking with me as dev into airy. And if they leave, they leave i'm not asking and telling everybody that they have to stay here they have to like if that this music either this yeah. Isn't your thing, <laughs> yeah yeah like if this is not your thing and you want to unfollow or whatever completely yeah. fine i'm not going to be butthurt about any of that shit i just know that now i'm happy doing what i'm doing and if people want to support that because i'm happy by all means I, you're more than welcome to stay I, that's just how i've been through all of this stuff like i'm never forcing anybody to want to fuck with this my thing is i just i'm going to do my best to show people that bass music doesn't necessarily have to be dubstep rhythm or like that yeah. space bass like wakan type shit that's mm-hmm. just like the two biggest forms three form, biggest yeah. forms of bass music like free form in america you got to prioritize yourself too and make sure exactly. that you're and, doing and what that's, to back to our beginning of the conversation is you're fulfilled yeah yeah and that's just with me like i just want to make sure that i'm happy and like if i'm not happy how can i let other people like feel what i'm feeling and like making music that I'm happy and passionate about. Like nobody's going to feel that if I'm not happy making what I'm making. And that's like where I was at with dubstep, man. Like 
I was just having such a hard time finishing tunes and just like, and it's going to be hard to communicate what you're trying to yeah, communicate dude. through music. Not only that, but it's like, I can't finish songs. And then like, how the hell am I supposed to tell these people? Like, yo, like I've been trying and nothing is sticking. They're like, you know, it's just like, not everybody <laughs> is a producer. <laughs> yeah. So like, not everybody understands that. And like, people right. are just like, yeah, make songs on your computer. And it's like, yeah, but it's not like <laughs> not that, that easy. <laughs> like, like it's not yeah. that easy. Like there's a whole fucking bunch of things that have to go down for that to be able to flow out of you as a person and so that's why now like dude like i i have my ep finished like i have like singles ready to go for like after the ep like my mix series like dude like i have been like grinding (laughs) so fucking hard on this shit dude like and it's all just coming out naturally and it's all just like stacking up and it's just like a good feeling like it just feels like i'm truly the artist that i'm meant to be like i have my entire package together and i'm really fucking excited for this and like what's about to start unfolding at the like come very soon like Mm -hmm. With the day, the first day that, single that's and like dropping on the on the eighteenth. That? That's right. Yep. Eleven eighteen yep. is when uh, yeah. the first single drops, and that first single is called Ethereal. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, full and the artwork. Yeah, one hundred percent full circle. That's why I was like, okay, I need to name this first song that. Perfect. And uh, that tune is very special to me. Um, it was wrote as like a it, my intro. So like for all my like all my live sets like that's what I plan to like open my sets with just because it's like very grand, very trance, like fucking huge. Like it's a very like captivating song. All of these songs like on my EP, like they're, they all kind of have their own um, unique airy vibe to it. And so I'm very, very, very stoked. And my team is really proud of it as well. And like, it's just nice to know that like, you know, my core and everybody that I've shown, like my girlfriend, like my family, like my team, like everybody's like Devin. They're like, this is fucking crazy. Like, Yes, your dubstep stuff was cool, but this shit hits in a whole different way. And like, that's a really reassuring feeling, you know, and like showing my family this music when like, I don't know, like, dude, like my dad, like I was showing him dubstep and to him, it's just noise, you know, like he doesn't, he doesn't understand what that actually is. And I showed him my wave shit and my dad's like, Devin, like what and i'm like yes like they're pay- like i i hooked i them. told like, you i'm good can- i'm a good producer <laughs> yes dude and so like now that i can show these people that like i actually give a fuck about like i care about them they're my yeah. family like even my good friends like to have them telling me like this music hits different that's so reassuring man and like that's them telling me that that's not me mm-hmm. digging for a response that's me just sending them a link like hey i made this song it's just and their reaction being like what the yeah. fuck and i'm like yeah. <laughs> yes like that's that again another, awesome, another sign that i'm picking yeah. up on of just like this is what the path i need to be going down like yeah was there anything with the rollout that maybe didn't go as smoothly as you would hope the only thing that like i would kind of say would be like the issue like with this whole rollout was <laughs> we got thrown that bone for the debut show like a little too soon before the music started coming out mm-hmm. so i feel like it was a little bit difficult to get people that didn't know what i was doing as airy like yeah. kind of on board because it's like how can you go to a show when this guy doesn't have any songs out he doesn't have a mix out he doesn't have anything out other than i'm not doing dubstep anymore i'm doing wave yeah. music <laughs> and these people have no idea what wave even is i was gonna ask about that first show for a it was in your hometown which was kind yeah, of a cool yeah, move yeah. for you guys and b uh yeah were people was it mainly just people that knew you and supported you or like how was the turnout yeah. of that okay. yeah so the turnout the turnout was mainly just people that knew who i was and um just people that like i've you know behind like in my own private life yeah, have, yeah. like shown my music to and they were like oh shit like if that's the music you're showing me like i'm gonna want to come and see what else you have to this right so like uh shout out primal uh john thank you so much for believing in me for wanting to even like have me booked for that show and i'm not knocking the show at all i know it was short notice but we did our best that we could and we like i was still grateful for it and it was really cool to like perform my set and like things that i've been working on for the past year like in my record box and like putting edits together and like my own tunes like it's one thing to do it like in a studio or like on my computer here in my girlfriend's apartment like that's one thing but that's in my mind, in my head, does that translate to people out live? And to see that, you know, no, it was not sold out. It wasn't fucking crazy packed. But like the people that were there to see them move and see them completely surrender with me was something that I've never seen at one of my dev shows, like straight the fuck up. It was so sick. And like everybody that was there, like they had such a good time. Everyone had such amazing things to say, like afterwards, like very supportive things. Like they were just like, wow, like that is completely different than dev. And we're all here for it. Like keep going, like do not give up. And so, 
no, it was it was really cool. But I would say that was the only thing that was just kind of like a little bit on the difficult side, just because again, like I didn't have any music out, I didn't have any like mixes out. I right. just kind of had my my rollout like initial like, hey, I'm rebranding kind of posts out. So um, I'm excited for the shows that are going to be coming like up though, because like mm-hmm. I just played in Denver. Uh, my friend Ian, I saw Barnacle Boy perform at. Um, red rocks just this past weekend oh, sick and uh yeah uh my girlfriend was and it I, his, we flew out was it there. his show or was it he was, was he opening support? for zoo yeah he was ah, support cool. for, zoo, for zoo at red rocks Very and cool. um i had told myself that i was never going to go to red rocks until i performed or barnacle boy performed because <laughs> Bar- barnacle boy like ian like he has changed my life forever with his music and like that's my best friend and like the person who musically inspires me like the most and it's like crazy because they tell you like don't meet your idols but like dude like i met him and like we have connected like on a fucking crazy level man like it's it's a very unique relationship that i have because like at the end of the day yes i love his music and everything like it's where it all kind of started from but now it's turned into the like brotherhood like that's my Mm -hmm. fucking boy like i will literally ride for him like whatever the hell he needs like it doesn't even have to be music related like i got his back like through everything i was like yo like okay i'm not gonna go to red rocks until either i play or he plays so my fucking dog he got to play so we flew out there and i got to see that and then he invited me to the after party he was like yo like do you want to throw down a set like at the after party like he 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 was like um performing in uh at the maybe forever after party um Mm -hmm. shout out maybe forever in denver um they were uh they had like a a warehouse event and ian was playing and they were Uh, like yeah like bring homies and he was like yo do you want to play like an hour set and i was like bro yes i've always wanted to play in denver that's one place i never got to go as dev um let's fucking that's already unlocking new doors for you (laughs) yeah Yeah. dude and so i went out there and performed and like bro it was great a bunch of people that had no idea who i was i think i got like fucking like I know to people that, you know, they're not going to be, they're not going to think it's a lot, but dude, like I left that show and I got like 15 Instagram followers from people that had no idea I even existed. And so like these first few shows, like, yeah, they've been on the, like the smaller scale, but knowing that there's grav, like the, like there's gravitation there, like people are feeling what I'm doing. Like that's a really reassuring feeling. Like that's a, that's something that sparks even, you know, throws a little bit more fucking lighter fluid on this, Mm -hmm. on this flyer fire, you know, like. It's uh, it's it's really dope. And like with the with the, the future shows that are going to come, like once I start putting up this music and people can start to hear what it is I've been doing, like it'll all just start to come naturally. Like I, I know how this goes as dev, like, you know, when you don't put out music for a while, people stop fucking with you or they don't they don't want to book yeah. you and shit like that. Once you start putting music out, and you start showing people that there's effort here, things and opportunities start to surface. And so all these different things that will start to service, you know, either here in America or overseas when like the whole European market hears my mm-hmm. shit like. Whatever these opportunities are, I'm right here with the door wide fucking well, open. But if your music took you to like overseas and you had the opportunity to move, would it would that be something that you would be open to? Oh, a hundred percent. I've literally yeah. spoke with like uh, my family about this and like what the things that I saw like overseas and like the people that I got to meet like it's it's different man it really is like the the energy yeah. that I felt from people is not like here like here you hold the door open for somebody and they're just kind of like still go fuck yourself yeah you go there and you hold the door open for somebody they're like ready to give you a hug like and those are my kind of people man like i'm I'm, I'm a lover you know and so like those are the kind of people that i want to be surrounded by and like i don't know man like if if i could ever get that opportunity to move there and even if it's not for forever and it's just like a small portion of my life I am accepting of that. Like, I would love that. I would be 100% down to do that. Get a visa, go out there, do whatever the fuck I need to go do to go over there. Like, I I would love to go back and do my thing this time. You know, like, I got to go and support yeah. my friends last time. Yeah, but yeah. this time, like, I want to go do me. And I want to show these people what they sparked inside of me. And so... I know it's going to come. I know that it's probably not going to be, like, a fucking next month type thing. But, like... As the, as the tunes start coming out and it starts to spread and I like kind of just let it do its thing because sometimes like with music, uh, it's kind of like that unspoken kind of thing. Like you just have to let it let it let it go. Like you just have to let it do whatever the fuck it's going to do. Like you don't have really much control sometimes. You just got to let people find it and fuck with it and gravitate towards it. And um, yeah, man, I'm just really excited to see like what happens in the future and like where this project takes me and just keep making beautiful music man the shit that's just super powerful um i was gonna ask too because something else that you wanted to bring up was uh the new visual art stuff that you're working on for the project uh what what do you got what do you got in the works for that (laughs) okay so i was 
not struggling to find graphic art for like my EP, but like I knew that I wanted this artwork you wanted to something hit specific. a very, very specific, exactly. And when it came to dev, everything was like black, red, and skulls, right? You can give that to any fucking graphic designer and they can probably, they could probably make you something pretty sick out of that, right? But when it comes to airy, like that's very specific. That's very free flowing, very wavy, very like beautiful and uplifting. Like that's not just, hey, put a skull and some red and black flames and call it a day type beat. So like when it came to finding a graphic artist, um, I had been following this girl on social media, dude, for probably dead ass for like four years. Her name is Photos by Sav G on Instagram. And I believe that's also her Twitter handle as well. And she makes this like really beautiful trippy artwork. Like it's like, I don't even know how to, how else to describe it other than. Yeah. That's the new, your EP cover, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. So this, this kind of like ethereal, crazy space vibe, like that's a lot that, of her artwork that is, is very, like that. Very fitting for what the feeling that you were describing, the ethereal feeling. hundred yeah. percent. And that I was like my that main a thing. Lot. Like with, with my team, like when it was, you know, when we had the discussion of, okay, like uh-huh. now we got these tunes, now we need artwork and visuals and the whole brand side to match the sound. They were like, yo, like, what do you want to do for it? And Chrissy thank you so much for pushing me to do this. She was like, De- she was like, Devin, you literally like for my like brand guide um, that like I give to promoters or anybody yeah. that wants to make anything for me, like for Aerie, so they can kind of get an idea of what's kind of going on with like my sound and mm-hmm. where I'm going with this and where I'm trying to take it. She literally has like five photos by Sav G's pictures that I just like saved from Twitter that are just like on my mood board that are just like there. And so Chrissy was like, Devin, like reach out. And like yeah. this girl's massive, dude. Like on Instagram, she got like 80k. Like, bro, Holy I did shit. not think she was. I did not think Damn. she was gonna see my shit. Like, bro, like yeah. she posts in like minutes, she's getting like thousands of reactions. Like, bro, she's massive in like the graphic design world, pop, and rightfully so, bro. Her artwork yeah, is yeah, absolutely yeah. fucking cracked. Like, it's so good. And so Chrissy gave me that push. She was like, Devin, reach out. Like, just, just see. She's like, you know, one of those, you know, moments of like closed mouths won't get fed type B. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right. <laughs> I said her Dude, DM, I fe- that's like, one of the like, hardest <laughs> things. That's one of the hardest things to get over is like being like, I don't know if she's gonna respond. Like, who cares? Just freaking reach out to them. Like, even yeah, they don't, if they don't, then that's your answer. Like, just do it. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the that's hardest like mental thing to overcome. Yes, dude, and that's exactly what Chrissy was saying. She was like, Devin, just write to her. Like, she's like, yeah. even send it to me first. Like, yeah, tell tell her what you want from her and like what she can do. Ask her how much it would cost and see what she fucking says. Like, if yep. she says no or if it's out of your price range. Whatever you tell her, you know, later down the line, I'll, I'll I'll see you soon type shit. Yeah. Yeah. And she fucking hit me back and she like, literally like, bro, like 15 minutes after I messaged her and she was just like open for commissions, like taking like open commission artwork, like things. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I explained to her what I needed and like everything like that. And, um, she brought my vision to life, man. That's all that I know how to say right now, dude. Sweet. She literally, like, I sent her my EP. I told her what I wanted. Like, I wanted, like, an artwork and then color variating it. And she was like, well, instead of just color variating it, can I just make you four unique pieces? And I was like, if you want to go there extra mile and do that for me, I would love and appreciate that. But this was just my vision. And she was like, no, like, I'm going to hook it up. Like, I got you. And she Sick. made me, like, four, four, each, like, track title. Like, each track on my EP is going to have a different color artwork. But overall, it's going to be the ethereal ep which yeah, will be yeah. that main artwork but um, each awesome. track will have like a different color but trippy space artwork like she that. definitely hooked it and, up that's like she did man and she uh she like you know is was very professional to work with like she brought my vision to life and like we were just going like back and forth like bouncing like ideas off one another mm-hmm. and like you know she was just like really trying to dial in my vision and like you that's know, amazing she's she's obviously an artist as well like so she saw how passionate that i was yeah. and so for her for her to like be open to want to like really truly help me bring this out combined my passions. vision yeah. yeah but and it was more so like i felt her energy of wanting to help me bring out my passion and like my vision that i want for this mm-hmm. instead of just looking at me as a fucking money grab and like oh yeah. let me just get the bag off this kid real quick like no like i never got that vibe at all like 
you know, so it was just like really special to work with her and like just like all the years that like I've been like following That's her on cool. Twitter, like melting at her artwork. I'm like, dude, this shit is fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> if I ever had artwork like this, it would be nuts. And so and it was now you cool. do. Like she, yeah. yeah, now I do. And so now yeah. it's just like, holy shit, like that's amazing. Like I took that again, like little leap there to like go out on a limb and get a really badass graphic artist. And she was like down to work with me. And I was like, what the hell? Another <laughs> sign. Like, let's go. There's no way that like with all these like signs that I see in front of me that have happened, like there's no way that this is not the right path that I need to be on. Yeah. Like, I'm destined for this right now. Like I just got to keep putting in the work and keep grinding and never stop fucking believing in myself because I got this shit, dude. Like, and I have all the people in my corner to help lift me up and really just like keep me level headed and focused. And again, dude, I'm just like super excited to put out all this music and really get this shit going and just like really put everything I've poured for who I am into this project out and show it to the whole world because yeah. it's going to be really special. I'm stoked for you, man. Um, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we are getting to time, but uh, I do have yeah. some wrap up questions for you. Um, future plans. Now that you've had your first show and you've gotten, you know, you're rolling out your EP. Other than the EP, what's the what you got more shows lined up or what, what's kind of the next move? Um, so for right now, what we're focusing on as a team right now is just getting this music uh, out first and just like really hitting that hard because they have something to like go off of. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, what's most important, man. Like, I just feel like the, with the airy project, like I don't want to be, I don't want that misconception that I kind of had with the dev project, which was DJ dev. Like I want this to just be airy. Like I'm a producer, I'm an artist, like this is my fucking music and this is what I'm proud of. And you're going to hear all this at my shows, like bringing that producer aspect really fucking hard to the table. Like I don't want to just run up a bunch of shows and look like a DJ again, like I did as dev. Like I would sacrifice playing shows and in response, have my Spotify streams fucking crushing. You know what I'm saying? Like that to, that to me is more important than playing a bunch of shows. You know who One True God is? Uh, yeah, that sounds familiar, actually. Yeah, that's I had him on the show earlier this year, but that's basically he make he makes more, or at least at the time he's playing way more shows now. But at the time he yeah. was making like basically his full time income off just Spotify streams, and like barely playing shows. <laughs> I was like, that's <laughs> sick. So it's possible. Yeah, like like Skeller, bro. Like he literally will play like maybe like I mean for right now until he gets tapped into the American market, bro. Like he's probably playing maybe twenty to forty shows a year. But you look at his Spotify streaming numbers and it's like 450,000 monthly fucking listeners, dog. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's that's ridiculous. That's fucking crazy. And like that just shows you how powerful this music can be. And like, you know, when it gets to the point where my numbers are up and like, you know, I'm getting that steady income of like from my streams, by all means, I'll be super down to play shows. I'm never going to not turn down shows. But my thing is, is I don't want this to turn into what Dev was, which was just playing an ass load of shows and only putting out two songs a year type shit. Like, no, that's not what I'm trying to do with this. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, and then the EP, obviously. Um, what can we expect from that other than you told us a little bit about the artwork? Um, but what what music wise, what, what can we expect? Yeah. So um, I have the first two songs on the EP. We're going to release them as singles. I'm doing one this month. Uh, and it's looking like um, the second single is coming out at the end of December. And then the How full many EP will be, it'll be four songs total. Okay. And um, uh, one collaboration and the collaboration is single number two. And it's uh, with a producer named Lost Main. Uh, and it's probably okay. one of my favorite songs from the We're EP. It's one of the most beautiful pieces of music that I've ever written and been a part of, like with somebody else even. So mm -hmm. I'm really excited for that one to come out. I know like Chrissy on my team, she that's her favorite song from the EP. So I know when that one comes out, she's going to she's going to push that shit and lose her mind to that one. So, yeah, no, this EP is going to be uh, first two singles just to kind of close out this year, like 2022. Uh, and then come like 2023, like that in January, like we're going to um, space it out and then we'll have like before the full EP comes out, I'm going to drop my uh, Above the Clouds Volume 1. And then after that, the full EP will come out the end of that month so basically starting 2023 like i am going the hardest that i can possibly go so it's uh it's gonna be dope man i'm really excited for it and like i said this music is something that i'm really passionate about and it's pushing uh the hard wave sound which is kind of the avenue in which wave i'm trying to go 
but also like I wanted to show my range as a producer and um, track three and four. Uh, track three is uh, kind of me blending like hip hop with wave. So kind of think like uh, ASAP Rocky if he had like a wave producer. And then track four um, is very, very, very special to me. I wrote that. Um, in that moment of when I first started to want to do this, uh, like the wave stuff where I was in that deep pitted hole of like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not feeling this sense of passion and fire from dubstep anymore. Like I want to make wave. And so dude, I was, I was in like a depressive hole. Like, and I wrote this uh, song called hush. Um, and it's just like really slows my mind down, dude. It's really, it's really slow. It's like 110 BPM. And like, it's a, uh, it's a really beautiful ambient song, like true wave, fa- wave sound, like really yeah. deep. I feel like bass. wave like, gives you a wide variety of what like different ranges of bpms that you can kind of play with yeah dude, 100%. from a producer standpoint i bet that's pretty nice oh yeah no dude and it's it's great man and like i said like on this ep like i wanted to show my range as a producer when yeah. it comes to wave because like i don't want to just box myself in with just being a hard wave artist and like i don't yeah. want to be just a, a down tempo like true wave like sound like i want to be able to make whatever the fuck i want to make mm-hmm. and at the end of the day like Yes, the umbrella is wave, but I love all kinds of wave, dude. Like, I love all of that shit. So, yeah. like, I want to be able to put out and and make it my own, you know? Like, and, like, you know, have the hard wave but airy sounds. Have the fucking funk wave, like, really hard, dirty, deep type of, like, wave. True wave mm-hmm. sound, like, but airy. And so, I'm really excited, dude. Like, I've made all these songs, like, my own. And, like, I've shown them to, like, Ian and Marcus. And they're just, like, dude holy shit i'm like yo let's go like these guys i think are goaded so it's like yeah. they're my friends but like these guys will also tell me you know if my shit's not hitting like and they're yeah. like yo this is like for somebody who just started making wave in the past year this shit is ridiculous like yes like let us know when this shit drops we're gonna help you push this and i'm just like sweet yes i already got support from like the the legends in the game too that's cool yeah um, dude and that's what's crazy about it has your writing process changed at all now that you've changed genres the sounds and stuff but like you like as you go in the studio like your routines and stuff have that has that kind of stuff changed at all everything has changed when it comes to the the way that i make this music because it's different man like this music when i'm writing this music it's not you almost have to be in a different headspace (laughs) a hundred percent man because like when i was making when i was making dubstep i was like okay with the mindset of i need to make this a smasher like i need Mm -hmm. to make this shit hard as absolute fuck right when it comes to wave, it's all about that feel. It's about a feeling inside. Yeah. And so it's like, how can I get this feeling that I feel in this current moment portrayed into my music? Like that is not something that I had as a creative process in my dubstep. Mm-hmm. In my dubstep, it was literally just like, I need to make this shit hard as fuck. Like Loud crazy sound kicks design. And bass. <laughs> yeah, like, kicks, fucking yeah. like stacks of fucking basses, like just yeah. OTT the living fuck out of everything. Like, who gives a shit, right? Like at that point, it was just making hard ass music and like music that was just like loud and like not really emotional. So like when you're making emotional music, that writing process is completely night and day difference. And that's been honestly my biggest struggle, but it's been something that's been fun because it's a challenge. And like making music is not always gonna become, it's not always gonna be easy. And when you have these challenges and you have to overcome these certain like, you know, mental battles while trying to like make music, like that shit's fun, dude. Cause then when you nail it, you're like, yo, I just fucking nailed this shit. Like, like you get hella pumped. And it's like again, beating a video game. <laughs> yeah, dude, for real. And like, and that's like, again, like part of finding that spark inside of me again, like, you know, it's like, okay, like, hell yeah. Like I had a goal and I set out to make this feeling that I have inside me be portrayed in this track, like via these sounds, I did it. That's mm-hmm. the point of this. Like, that's why I'm doing this. And so it's, it's a really fulfilling, um, kind of like internal thing that I feel like whenever I'm making this kind of music and yeah, you know, the, the writing process is completely different. And it's been, you know, like I said, it's been, it's been a little hard to at first to kind of like switch my brain out of just like trying to make fucking bangers to like making emotionally powerful mm-hmm. music. It is very different, but I'm getting there and I feel like I'm in a really good spot right now. And it's just time Sweet. to keep my head down and grind and just keep learning every single day. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we we are at time now, so we'll wrap up here. Hey, do you have any questions for me? Um, honestly, man, uh, I just wanted to say thank you so much for even wanting to have me on here, being able yeah, to dude. tell my story and being able to express and explain myself on like what I'm doing with this. 
uh, it's really hard to put into an Instagram or a Facebook post. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like I could go make a TikTok and just like do that, but like at the end of the day, it's, it's nice a big to sit move, down man. with somebody that it's a life changing yeah, move. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent, dude. Yeah. And like all of this, like I can't fit in a TikTok, and like yeah. it's just something that I don't, I don't want rushed. Where can listeners find you and support you at? All right, so all my social medias are at airy uh, at airy wave. And so with that, you can find me on any social media, um, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, my Spotify is getting rolled out this Friday, so everything will just be um, at Airy on Spotify, Perfect. Apple Music, um, any streaming platform that you guys are going to be listening to music on. You're going to find my music there very fucking soon, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. When can, they, when can people expect the, the pre-save for your EP? I have the pre-save right now in my link tree and all my bios Perfect. and all of my um, awesome. uh, on all my social medias. I'm so gonna go, go run that it. shit up. Yeah, go, go run it up. Pre-save that shit. <laughs> yeah, run awesome. it up. <laughs> uh, last question: If there's one piece of advice you could tell yourself when you first started producing, what would that be? Uh, I would just say, don't be so hard on yourself. Just go ahead and have fun with it. And not everything has to come out. You don't have to sit there and make every piece of music be something that has to be released. Like sometimes you need to just make something just to fucking make something and express yourself. And if mm -hmm. it never comes out, it never comes out. I was always just stuck in that hole of everything I'm working on has to come out. And I got in such a deep hole like that. And it's, it's fun to just express yourself and just be who you are as somebody who makes music. And yeah. ex just expressing yourself through sound is something very unique. And I wish that I started doing this years ago yeah. but i'm doing it now and that's what fucking matters follow, so yeah, not only am i heart. telling myself that uh, like from back then but i'm still yeah. telling myself that shit now like if i feel something awesome. someday when i wake up and just go to the fucking computer and just put it out just put it into the computer yeah. if it comes out it comes out if it doesn't it doesn't like just flow like don't pressure yourself so much Huge thank you to Ari for coming on the podcast today. I think his decision to transition out of dubstep and into wave was such a good move for him. And I hope that if you're on the fence about making a big transition like this, his story inspired you to pull the trigger and make the change that you've been feeling called to do. Please make sure to pre-save his new EP and also make sure to follow or subscribe to stay up to date on all of our episodes. If you enjoyed this episode, throw up a post on social media, tag both Ari and Underground Society. Let him know how much you liked it. The link to both of our social media accounts in the description. Have a wonderful week.